One of the parts of the Fannie Willis case, which continues to just intrigue me to no end, deals with the fact that you have a woman who was here, a woman, a woman named Fannie Willis, who, 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 has done more to set back women, African Americans, in the judicial arena, prosecutorial arena, and before people say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, no, no, you wait. I just did on my private channel a very long, long uh, dissertation. It will drop, I think, later. That's what the kids call it. A rather long dissertation on why this is so interesting. Everybody, more people are fascinated by virtue of this arrogance, this absolute incomprehensible arrogance of Fanny Wilson, uh, um, Willis, and what what they they don't want to say, and what people are not saying, and this is important. What people are not saying is that, and many people are saying, "See, see what happens. See, now nobody will say this." Not everybody thinks it. But they're looking at this and they're laughing. And I'm saying, this is an anomaly. This is an anomaly. Whenever there is a woman who is a a pilot, let's say a fighter pilot, whenever there's a woman who tries to become a Navy SEAL, whenever you see an Asian doctor, when they started, Asian uh, prosecutors, Asian judges, Indian Uh, Whenever you see somebody in Congress, you don't recognize the fact that you have an an inexplicable duty to be better than anyone else because people are going to try to find reasons to not vote for you again, to, to not appreciate what you've been through. Fannie Willis has absolutely been an embarrassment to everyone. Fulton County, Georgians, prosecutors, uh, African-Americans, Americans, women, men, you name it. She is vile and corrupt in this absolute, unabashed arrogance. It's almost like, how dare you? And what does she do when she gets in trouble, she plays the race card again, again, bringing it back. In America, we don't really have racism, this word that people talk about. I mean, it exists, but that's not what I'm talking about now. It's almost an infantilism. It's a sense of, well, you know, that's that DEI. Wait a minute, this isn't diversity, equity, inclusion. Well, you know what it is. It started with the affirmative action. No, no, wait, wait a minute. And you know what I'm saying is true. Not that it's true that she is the product of DEI or that she's not in her own right, but people think that. When you see this woman take that stand, 
and take out and bring out every stereotypical affect of somebody who was clearly, clearly unqualified for the position with her boy toy, Wade, who is, I think, he, he might be the dumbest one of them all, who can't even, rem- who can't answer the simplest questions. Do you recognize the fact that whether you like it or not, you've hurt? I don't want to say the cause, but people who are new to a demographic, when they were the first Chinese or Asian doctors, it was an anomaly. It's like, what is this? They almost had to do better and more in order to dissuade and dispel people who would believe that they somehow, you're not entitled to this. You're not able. And women, women doctors, women litigators, women professors, women, women are still, remember the glass ceiling is, is the last frontier. And it's not a racism that is Jim Crow. It's a sense of infantilize. Oh, there's, look at her. Isn't she funny? Stand by, dear friends, and listen very carefully. Listen very carefully to our most critical and important and vital sponsor. Well, as if one pandemic wasn't enough, New York City's health commissioner has been waving the white flag. Biden's non-existent border policies are producing contagious diseases not seen in decades. The two and a half million recorded migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border alone in 2023 represent a new all-time high. And it's getting worse as we actively watch the escalating border standoff between Texas and the federal government. These illegal immigrants come from 160 countries, many, if not most, with terrible health care standards. This is driving a resurgence of rare diseases and bringing about new ones. That's where the wellness company's medical emergency kit comes in. This kit contains emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics, eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z and others, that since 2020 weren't even allowed to be talked about. Can you say ivermectin? All of this to keep on hand in case of emergencies, along with a guidebook detailing instructions for safe use. In a time when many Americans say they would avoid a doctor or hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation, the Wellness Company's medical emergency kit provides a solution. The Wellness Company is home to Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Drew Pinsky, and truth-telling doctors who are rooted in their commitment to building a parallel healthcare system and empowering you to take control of your health. Be prepared for the unexpected. Go to twc.health slash Lionel and grab your medical emergency kit right now. That's twc.health slash Lionel. Use promo code Lionel and save 15% at checkout. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your health with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. And these kits are only available in the USA. Let me explain. The number one, and again, I spent, I I put it this way. I I put a a link to my my, uh, private channel. But this this is the most important thing in the world. There is racism, and it's not racism today. There is behavior. 
when you look at how we react, let me give you an example. True or false. True or false. You can tell the race of shooters in a new shooting event if, if you are not told of the race. When the mainstream media don't say the race, it's black or Hispanic, most probably black. If they don't tell you, and they say, well, the shooters are the suspects, the the defendants, the shooters were they were captured by a t- the shooters, the suspects. You know they're black. True or false? True or false? Because if they were white, true or false? And especially if they were oh, if they say well, they had MAGA leanings. His Facebook shows that he apparently attended a 2016 uh, Trump. Uh, rally, he 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 was a big Rush Limbaugh. Remember one time when they he went to somebody's house or something and they found Rush Limbaugh's books or something. He was a white nationalist. He said this. He lived here. Here was his. Here's what he said. Here's a video. They do it like that. Now, Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter, who I think is one of the most to me. Uh, I would love to hear that Freudian analysis. Because there, there are people I know who are very, very complicated. She has so much, I don't want to say turmoil, but I know it. She was on Bill Maher. Now, Bill Maher is just stupid. There's nothing, there's no, there's no, anyway, but she was on there. And somebody said, this is shocking, Ann Coulter, because she sounds very clipped and very dentological. Oh, she talks like that. Um. She said basically that one. And they're saying this is ridiculous. It's like, you know it's true. You know it's true. You would have had the gun. You would have had the length. Now, we know this to be true. We know this to be true. And what's also interesting is what nobody is saying is that one of the reasons why people find Fannie Willis so, put it this way, if it wasn't for Fannie Willis, it's not that interesting. If Fannie Willis had comported herself differently, you would have Nathan Wade, who basically never said anything, Terrence Bradley, who basically said anything. There was nothing over the top or circus-like or or rough or, or arrogant. They were just very quiet. It's Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis is a, and that's why Saturday Night Live must be going crazy. She is a composite of every. I remember one time I was on the Ricky Lake show one time. And I used to get a residual for like 30 cents. I don't know what that. I was on with Curtis Lee years ago. And it was about. Oh, um, curfews, curfews. And I swear to God. When I walked into that group. Or to that uh, uh, studio audience, I thought, where did they get these people? It it was it was absolutely. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. It's like who are these? They you know they went deliberately looking for these loud and rude people. Remember that one show called what was it? Uh, the um, Bill Cunningham show. Remember that. 
I was a guest on that. It took me three days to recover. I've never seen such. These are like the worst people I've ever seen. They were all black. And it's like, you know, they were doing this on purpose. You know that the uh, Ricky Lake in particular, you know, it's like they're, you, you, they, they're going to have a fight here. This is a fight. It was the weirdest. We hadn't even started. And they saw Curtis and they're screaming at him and yelling. That's the mentality. Now, Ricky Lake would say, oh, we're not. Oh, no, no. We're not. Uh, remember, Ricky Lake, you, when she was at her prime. She would have black uh, lunatics. Jerry Springer would have white trash rednecks. You're not my baby mama. Don't tell you what. See, I can imitate a person doing a white southern accent. That's okay. Do a black voice. Mm. Let me give you an example. Another one. I just did it right now on my private channel. One more time. I spent a little bit more time going through this because I find this to be fascinating. Robert Downey Jr. is going to win Best Supporting Actress in the Academy Awards. He won BAFTA yesterday for this stupid thing on Oppenheimer and whatever it is. And Oppenheimer I've not even seen because it's, it's I just, it's not. But Robert Downey Jr. is without a doubt one of the best actors Anybody is produced. His private life, notwithstanding, he's excellent. He he's a great actor, irrespective of whether he's and he did. He 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 certainly, you know, uh, went through some personal travails and came out with glowing uh, colors or whatever. Uh, so anyway, so he is a great actor. He should have won maybe for Chaplin. He was fantastic. But the best thing he ever did, the best thing he ever did, what was it? Robert Downey Jr. What was the best thing Robert Downey Jr. ever did? What was it? What was it? Very quickly. Best role in the history of... I mean, it was... It was... So... Tropic Thunder. Thank you. Best one ever. Blackface. Not really. Portraying a black person. Not really. But sort of, but yes. But you have to understand the nuance. For some reason, he got a pass. Why? He's a chosen one. He is a part of the Hollywood elite. He can get away with it. If Kelsey Grammer did it, or somebody who has associated Kid Rock or something, somebody who's been associated with pro-Trump or pro-right, they'd be indicted. But anyway, it was absolutely... Brilliant. And if you can get the YouTube piece, it was um it was the outtakes of his doing the scene. And I never realized how he does the scene. One scene, one line over and over and over. He gives you every rendition of it in the same position so you can pick and choose whatever one you want. Anyway. Now that was brilliant. And we talked about it, and we looked at it, and we're fascinated by race. And we don't, it's not because we're racist, we're fascinated by it. One of the reasons why we're we're reacting very differently to people, um, uh, Israel and Palestine, is the fact that Americans have this incredible idea. Anything involving Palestine or Arabs, they have no, they're like, oh, those people, they wear, you know, robes. Nobody will say this. Nobody will admit to it, but there's a sense of 
you know, those Arabs are, Muslims are, they're very special. They're very warlike. You know what I mean? They're very, yeah. think I'm kidding? It's a very generic, but at the bell curve. So everything was fine, and nobody cared about the Fannie Willis case until Fannie let loose. Until Fannie started doing that head thing and the talk to the hand, and we said, that was it because she she represented everything that people mock and laugh at the out of control airport karen have you ever seen there was a scene it was on youtube or not youtube tiktok or maybe youtube i don't know what it was and it was a bunch and you used to see, you don't see them now but it seems like for one straight week there was a bunch of like black young kids losing their minds at fast food restaurants or I don't know malls or something. just beating the hell out of each other, fighting, throwing things, screaming, yelling. Women, let me say this again: women, black women. White women are called Karens, right? You see them all the time. There, there's this there's this theme. And we're saying, oh, there you go. And I would tell people, do you know why the Karen is so funny? And people get mad. They would get mad when I said this. Because so many people, including women, think that women are basically crazy. You know, men are stupid, women are crazy. I said, that's, that's, the, that's the underlying part about this Karen thing. They think you're crazy. That's why this is so funny. This woman who's throwing herself over across of a counter, this woman is going nuts, this woman is going, they, they, they think this is, they think these people are crazy. They think they're, the, and they look at me and say, no, that's why it's funny. It, it, it's, there's this thing. People have always, you've heard this before. Well, I don't know if a woman in combat, you ever hear that one? I don't know, woman in combat. Why? Well, you know, they get kind of emotional and they're on their period. And they go to, when people think women are just, but but it's it's like this underlying thing there. So then you have this black woman who all of a sudden goes full Ricky Lake, appears, and she starts yelling, yell, well, not yelling, but saying, You're a liar. You lied here, and I and I don't appreciate this. And we're thinking, we are off to the races. And people said, this is great. Why? Because we've seen this before. And she did more harm. I would be, I if I was a black female judge, litigator, Supreme Court justice, uh, Katanji uh, Brown, I, 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 I think I would be saying, oh no, we didn't need this. This is an abomination. It's an anomaly. But she fuels every stereotype. And that's the thing that people love. It's the stereotype. And they will never tell you. I knew this guy years ago who were, had a lot of black, older, this was in the South. This is when I was in Florida, when I was a kid. So this was in the 60s, you know what I mean? So oh, I'm watching this. And the the owner was very nice, loved, loved his 
staff were mostly black laborers, loved him. They loved him. And they called him Mr. Like Mr. Sam or something. If ever they needed him, they, he was great, but he always had this look. When they would come up and they would use, say, especially the older gentleman whose English might have been really, you don't hear that style anymore. He kind of look over, kind of wink like, isn't he cute? It's like an infantilism. It's, it's pedantic, but it's also patronizing. Aren't these people cute? The way they talk like that and the way they... And, and and he exhibited no racism at all. They were well paid. He helped them. They loved them. But he had this attitude. He had this attitude that they that they were like children or something. And I remember this as a kid thinking, this isn't really he doesn't really like I mean he likes them, but it's like they're they're like the slaves or something. I don't know what it is. And there is this contingent especially among entertainment, because when they're Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer, they just, by the way, don't forget Jerry Springer. I told Jerry Springer one time, I said, you, you were very fair. You gave, you uh, appreciated and exploited, you know, white trailer trash. And you were, you were very progressive. You didn't, it was, you weren't racist. And there, and the reason why, why do you think people, why do you think people laugh so much? What is so great about uh, about Fanny? What is it? Because remember, everything was fine. It wasn't Wade. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, Bradley. It wasn't any of this. It wasn't. It was. No, it didn't matter. It's when she went. We've seen this before. We've seen this, and the arrogance didn't stop, because not only was it arrogant. It was entitled. It was a sense of, and it never stopped. And do you know what the racism was? I'll tell you what it was. It was the fact that this woman got away with murder. You couldn't do that. Showing up, not showing up, ostensibly breaking the rule of sequestration by saying, I want to talk. I want to testify. I don't like what's being said. Excuse me. You're not supposed to be listening. Oh, Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Breaking laws about elections, breaking, having cash, IRS, go through the list for the love of God. Do you see what is happening? Do you see what is happening? This is the most, I I, I can't say this enough to you. I cannot say this enough. I cannot put this into words. I can't say this enough. I can't. There is so much, there is such complicated sub-issues here. Going back to the Downey Jr., why could he do that? What was it about? He was on Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan said, why do you think you do it? I said, Joe, because he's the chosen one. He was doing things later on like climate change or whatever. He is one of the official blessed members of Hollywood, the cognoscenti, the intelligentsia, whatever you want to call it. That's why. It has nothing to do with his way he said it. 
anybody else, they would have crucified him. Crucified him. Notice nobody cares about the retard. Don't go full retard. Remember that? Wait a minute. I thought the R word. Wait a minute. Hold it. What? I love the way people. It's just like Navalny. Navalny's wife. I I, I also talk about this on the private channel. I don't think people in this country give a damn about Navalny or know who he is. Do you agree? Do you agree? Most people that you talk to, do you ever, does anybody talk about him? Does anybody? Hollywood pretends, throws a bone. John Stewart, nobody understands that. Too many working parts. Because they're worried about his wife. And But if it's Assange's wife, or if it's, uh, you know, uh, Gonzalo Lira's wife, nobody cares. Nobody understands this. I've tried, and I don't. I Because in this world of pretend, we in the business here, pretend that everybody knows. And let me tell you something. If ever you do anything, know who your audience is. And there are some folks who do very well breaking down the subparts of, of uh, Navalny and basically how he was a CIA asset. He was basically a dupe of the West. And if you try to tell somebody this, if you try to tell uh, that moron, you know, uh, uh, John Stewart, by the way, just as an aside, this is, this is one of those things which is really funny. Do you understand, do you understand that the, that Hollywood will always try to figure your vulnerabilities? John Stewart left, John Stewart will always be known as the most stupid man in show business. He left when he was at the height of his career. Right before Trump, right before Trump comes in, right before, he decides to go to a petting zoo or something in Jersey with his wife for reasons nobody can understand. He walks away. Everybody else, Colbert, Samantha B. she even tried it, Steve Carell, uh, Rob Riggle, to an extent. Other people, they just kind of move, you know, up to the, okay. He decides, I'm so good, I'm so great, I'll decide to come back to it, maybe. Oh, uh, John Oliver, I'll I'll leave, I'll come back, maybe. Remember when he did that march on Washington to counter Glenn Beck's thing? He was kind of like floundering his way. But anyway, but he left. And when you are pulled from the gravitational pull of something for too long, you just drift off. You You go too far. It's like that escape velocity. You know, for black holes or whatever, you, you, or you, you, he's just gone. And he went away and he came back and he looked aged. He looked like somebody, I don't know why, but he looked back. He said, Oh my, he just came back, looked like, uh, you know, uh, Rod McEwen or something. He's like, Who's this? That's John Stewart. That's John Stewart. Wow. And then he was unsure of himself. And he tried something on Apple and that was a failure. He just didn't have, whatever it was, it didn't work. It's like when an old, remember when, 
uh, Carl Perkins sometime would do blue suede shoes, and the guy's 70 years old. Sometimes it works. But yet, John Lee Hooker could do a boom, 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 haul, haul. He could be 150, and it's still good. It's just sometimes it works. We don't know why. Country music will work that way. You can be Little Jimmy Dickens. You can be, you know, whatever it is. You can be ancient. You can be Merle. Merle Haggard could have, George Jones could have sung forever. And, but other people can't. So anyway, so John Stewart tried to come back and nothing worked. Nothing clicked. So now he is stewarding the helm of the Daily Show, his old thing, after that awful, that Trevor Noah, whatever, was horrible. And they'll swear it was great. They'll show you numbers. Remember, people in the media will always show you numbers. Oh, look at this. Men 25 to 26. What was it? Went, went up 73%. And they always give you these numbers. So now he's back. And he now is the yes man. And anything they tell him about Ukraine, anything, they send all of the spook operatives from all of the Western propaganda. I mean, everybody from The Economist to CFR to you name it. And he is so scared and so desperate. He just won't say anything. He will put up no fight, no resistance, no nothing. He's going to say, whatever you say, I'm just glad to be here. Thanks so much. And whatever you want me to say, I will do it. Because I've been gone. And no matter how much money you think they make, they always need money. The guy's a young man. He's still walking around. So there, there's this, believe me when I'm telling you this, the, the, the world is filled with people who determine who says what, what is accepted, and who gets away with what. But the bottom line is this, and nobody is talking about it. Cat Williams should talk about it. Shay Shay should talk about it. Monique, go down the list. Uh, and nobody will say this. Nobody will, whatever. But the reason why it's even more funny, if this, she might, she might have, I'm trying to think, I was trying to, if, if, um, if Annie Willis was, let's say, maybe like one of the, the mob, mob wives or something like that, some real tough Staten Island, you know, mall or something. Uh, maybe. But they will not tell you that the reason for this is to see what unmitigated audacity will she exhibit. The same thing goes with Tiffany Henyard. The same thing goes. The same thing goes. This is this is the part. Have you seen this? Oh my God, Tiffany Henyard from Dalton, Illinois. Watch her. Listen to her first rebuttal as to the fact she's made this little town. She makes three hundred black woman young. She just wants to be the glory. She has hair and makeup. She's an Instagram queen. She calls herself a super mayor. She she cut her her um, her police force came begging her. Rumor has it they defaulted either on loans and they had to repossess uh, cars from as you call it the popo police cars. Police cars were going to be or 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 were actually repossessed. 
as she walks around and she says, the usual, you know, race car to an extent, but you've got to see this. Well, she's been kind of overshadowed. And you know, and by the way, gibberish. Gibberish. Fannie Willis is smart. Don't let anybody fool you. She might be corrupt. She might be uh, audacious. She might be arrogant, but she's smart. But Tiffany Henyard, oh no. Go back and just watch. Do yourself a favor on YouTube. Go back when she spoke to her city. I mean, castigating them for having the unmitigated audacity to dare suggest that maybe she was being paid too much or that $300,000, whatever a year for this little village, this mayor, when, when police are saying, we don't even have essential services. We don't even have the budget to print. We're putting all of our money in your security detail. And you, you can't believe it. And you also know that people are saying, "Uh uh-huh. See? Now you can either ignore me, you can agree with me, or you can reluctantly say, you know what, he's right. Not that everybody thinks that. But since we talk about race every five seconds, let's talk about it and really think about it. And how do we stop it? And how do we really fix it? Well, it's attitudinal. But first, I want you to stop for a second. Here's something which is also attitudinal. What would be your attitude if all of a sudden stores closed? Like these truckers that said, we're not coming in. We're not going to deliver things for whatever reason. Maybe it's a Trump protest or maybe, maybe it's just who knows. What would you do if all the stores were closed? Let's talk about a very serious subject, emergency food. That's right, emergency food. I know, I know. At first blush, it's difficult for, for most people to think about something that they just take for granted ever reaching emergency status. We're used to stores always being open, deliveries always made, no supply chain disasters, no ransomware catastrophes, none of that stuff. Nothing shutting down our gas stations, right? No trucking strikes, no war, no protests from farmers, nothing catastrophic in terms of weather. Nope, that can't happen to us. Uh Uh-uh. And I understand it's a defense mechanism that we have because the idea of ever not being able to eat or locate food is seemingly incomprehensible. Well, it's not. That's why it's time for you to go to my site, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com has the deal of deals for you. Now, take it as a as a starter set. You've been putting off emergency food for too long. Some people still have a thing about prepping as though preparing for emergency is foolish. Now, right now, you can save $60 on a four-week emergency supply kit. This is unbelievable. 16 varieties with a 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories a day in two beautifully modular uh, buckets that weigh 38 pounds total. These are waterproof and they're perfectly stackable. Four weeks, a month. Now, be honest, could you go a week without any trips to any store? I'm not talking about having stuff in your cabinet. I'm not talking about banana chips and jerky. I mean food, real food. So go right now to preparewithlionel.com. Right now, right this moment, preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. You'll thank me. Trust me. You know, one of the fun parts about everything is I I love a topic that has legs. I love something that is so deep. But I also have love a, a topic that, that connects with people. And people have loved so much this idea of, uh, you know, Willis and others and what is it about it. But nobody will address race. See, we don't talk about race. We talk about race 
we let everybody determine the subject matter of racial discussion, but nobody really wants to talk about it. Let me ask you a question. I've never done this. I can't do this pilot topic, but I would love to do our pilot subject. You're, you're at a hospital or you're at a doctor. You're, you're at a hospital where you don't get to pick the doctor and you're in the room and all of a sudden the door opens up and let's assume it's not, you know, life threatening where you're just glad to have somebody, but let's say somebody walks in and you're told that this doctor is very, very good. And you have the following combinations, white man, doctor, white woman, doctor, black man, doctor, black woman, doctor, Asian man, Asian woman, throw in Latino. And then of that young and old, and of that, let's say tall, short, of that overweight, in shape, handsome, not handsome. So there's about a hundred different mute, you know, uh, mutations and variations and, and uh, permutations of this possible thing. And somehow, imagine there was some way that we could, I don't know, measure your reaction. Maybe we had one of those uh, plethysmographs or, 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 or something. And you walk in. And the first is Marcus Welby, tall, uh, white doctor, older, not too old, white hair, uh, very, okay, that's one. You respond to that. Second, same age, a woman, white woman doctor. Uh, you know, you're going to say, well, okay, sure. You're not going to, remember, you're reacting to this. You're not, you're, you're not. You can't write down the answer. You are somehow in this machine that I've developed. You're reacting to it. Third case, black man, same age, height, look, whatever, versus black woman. Indian, Asian, Chinese, whatever. Just based upon your level of what do you think. Now, you know and I know that you would react differently. You would. You, you wouldn't get up and leave. You wouldn't be rude. You might be, you would, but you would react different, differently. Why is that? Why do you think so? Tradition, habit, learning, culture. Uh, remember the Archie Bunker All in the Family where he had a black woman doctor. Remember that? Oh, it was wonderful. And then Roscoe Lee Brown was, I think, his, was that the one? Maybe where he was his bedmate or something. I knew Roscoe Lee Brown. What an arrogant man he was. Anyway. And it was one of the most fascinating subjects. How we react to certain things. You react to things differently. Let me ask you this. Nobody ever wants to ask this question. You live next door. Oh, oh, um, this is my favorite. We had this friend, these friends of ours, who are prototypical. Oh, they lived in the D.C. area. Gated community, sort of. Range Rover. I, I, I even think they had a Latino woman or something live with them. Might have even been illegal. I don't know. Kids, private school, the whole bit. 
and outside their home in the gated community, Black Lives Matter. And the reason why is that they didn't want to say was that in the event there was a riot and somebody broke through the gate, they wanted to put this. Nobody said this, but I know for a fact. Oh, trust the science, things like that. Blah, blah, blah. So somehow we're talking. I said, you have a lovely house. Thank you. In a lovely neighborhood. So let me ask you a question. What if you looked out one day and across the street from you, a family of five, you know, three kids, mom and dad, rich, whatever, black, across the street from you. Obviously of means they're living in your community. What would you say? Would you react the same as you would if it was a white family? Just, just react. I'm not saying you would. You would boycott. You would put up signs. You would burn a cross. No. Ask yourself a question. She wouldn't answer the question. The reason why is because it's habit, it's tradition, it's expectations, it's what you're used to. That's all. It's all it is. It's all it is. It's not racism. It's what you're used to. It's what society allows you. Do you remember? Who remembers years ago? I'm going to take you back to memory lane, okay? Does anybody here remember operator? Zero or O. They would call it O. No, O is a letter. Remember the operator. Operator like to make a person-to-person call. Operator like to call collect. Operator, operator, could you see this phone call? This phone's been busy. Could you could you check and see? Is there are they talking? Just a minute. Yes, they're talking. Oh, they're not. Uh, operator, could could you report this? Yes, I'll report this. Remember that? <clears throat> this was the operator. Person to person. Remember the word kayfabe? I don't know if our friend Mr. Pierce is here, but This is a wrestling term for keeping the secrets of the, of wrestling, uh, known kayfabe and kayfabe was supposedly one of the origin stories when, when wrestlers were on the road and they'd call their wife to say, I'm okay. I've checked in. That would say person to person call to kayfabe. The wife would get a call. I got a person person call from Kayfabe. I'm sorry, he's not here. She's not here. Thank you very much. And that means I'm okay. Who knows? But there was this thing called the operator. Now, look at this. Alana's first job was an operator. I wanted to know where were they were. Look at it. Where were they? Now, here's the story. Do you remember when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, operators, you'd get your first man? A male operator. And there was a comedian who said, hello. He goes, is this O? Remember that? You said, a man? Now, why do you think that is? Because men aren't able to be operators? Of course not. You weren't used to it. That's all it was. No other reason. You weren't used to it. That's all it is. And that's why I want people to understand that if you find yourself... If you are in a community and you are a doctor, you're in a pizza place. If you, if you open a restaurant in a, 
largely African-American community or an Armenian community or a, or a low-income or Spanish, you're going to be, by virtue of your difference in demographic, you're going to be different. And therefore, if you really want to do well, you better be nicer than anybody else because you're different. You're already different. It's not hatred. And if you're not, they're going to say, look at this guy. This, this guy comes in our neighborhood. He's rude. They say, well, he's rude too. Yeah, but, but, but still, this guy. So Fannie Willis, they should have, you know, sometimes you see the NAACP Achievement Award, the uh, Boy Scouts Achievement Award, the uh, Heritage They should have, for example, the award, in quotes, for the conservative that sets back conservatism like Matt Gates, Watch what they're doing, Matt Gates. Remember what I told you about Matt Gates? You'll see. But they ought to give him an award for basically setting back conservatism. I don't know how long. Screwing everything up. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Nope. I know you loved her. Nope. Donald Trump should get an award for resetting everything. For resetting the entire, the entire world. So there are people who do things. And there are these resettlers. There are these resettlers. People don't recognize this. The people who are the vanguards. Uh, Sidney Poitier, Butterfly McQueen, Hattie McDaniel, uh, Robeson and others. Who all of a sudden, Jackie Robinson, they had to be better and nicer and more it's true because all eyes are on you because of the fact that you are a statistical anomaly. You are a demographic anomaly. And the sad part, the sad part, as much as we laugh, as much as I talk about it, as much as I cannot believe, I cannot believe Fannie Willis, what she has done has set back, people are saying, see, Nobody will tell you. Nobody will say this. Nobody will say, hey, Mom, what do you mean? Nothing. What does that mean? Nothing. And if if she runs, if she gets opposition, let's say there's another black uh, woman or black male or, or Asian or somebody who, who is atypical, who is not the typical, the usual uh, prosecutor, you know, nobody's going to say this, but are you, in view of, Man, you're not like Fannie Willis, are you? No, what do you mean? I mean, you're 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 ethical. Yeah, that's it, ethical. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to discuss it. Nobody wants to say anything about. It. Nobody wants to do anything at all to even remotely discuss or to suggest suggest reality. It's the reality part. And when you find yourself looking at something, you have to understand reality. One of the things I was going to ask you something. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe, who believes, tell me, I'm changing the subject a tad, but not much. Do you believe that Vladimir Putin, now, after the Tucker Carlson interview, after we're winding down as a new president perhaps is on his way, as, 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 as the, as the, um, Funding discussions are coming to an end. Do you think Vladimir Putin would pick now to kill Navalny? What is he, nuts? Why Navalny? Why now? 
Do you know who Navalny was? He was a nationalist. He was a Russian nationalist. He marched for for neo-Nazis. They make this guy out to be like he's Mandela. Do you think he would do this now? Now? Why why would you send Russians to go help him with this poisoning? I mean, because nobody knows the story. Because they sit back in their beanbag chair and their stretch pants and their Cheeto dust all over them. And they don't know. They don't know anything about him. So you got to ask this question. Look at the story about Fanny Willis and ask yourself, what is this really about? What is it? What is the real story? What is it? It's about race. It's about race. It's about stereotypes. It's about the Ricky Lake Karen character. It's not the fact that she had a conflict of interest. There's always been conflict of interest. There have always been people stooping each other. That's not it. That's not what it's about. It's her going like that. It's this attitude. It's this street tough, urban, pissed off, don't mess with me. And she's like that. Did you hear the undercover uh, recording of this, quote, whistleblower who said, listen, we got to get rid of this guy. We're going to be getting a, a grant to help kids. And he wants to buy Max and swag. And she says, now I understand where you're coming from. And I understand, but listen carefully to what I'm saying. She's like this 24 hours. She is permanently, irreparably uh, smug and arrogant. And there have been smug and arrogant people since the day one. But because she's a black woman, it's even more so. And you don't realize, you don't recognize. That's exactly what this is. And she's playing into more people saying, huh? Eh? But, you know, what, nothing? No, what? No, 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 I'm just saying, you know. You're just saying what? What are you saying? I'm just saying, you know. You know, that's what's happening. Let me explain something to you. The truth is always a problem. Nobody wants to talk about the truth. No, nobody, 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 nobody wants to talk about the truth. The truth is inconvenient. The truth is hurtful. It's painful. It's hard to explain. Explain going back to Robert Downey. Great actor. Why did he get away with that in Tropic Thunder? Because he's chosen. He's one. This is what this is what um, Cat Williams was talking about. This is on Shay Shay. This is what Jason Whitlock was talking about. This is what people are saying. They can say these things. They pick these people. They pick these folks where you'll get away with it. You're okay. You're blessed. Jimmy Kimmel, you're going to be our anti-vax person. Colbert, you like your money? You're going to be the front man against Trump. And you are going to be Kimmel against Aaron Rodgers. And you are going to be, and you are it. And if you're Jamie Foxx, you're fine. And if you're this, you're fine. And if you're uh, uh, Kevin Hart, you're fine. But if you're of the opposite ilk, if you're not Steve Harvey in that particular ilk, in the, in the, in the comedy or entertainment world, forget it. Now, if I said that, nobody wants to hear it because it's true. Nobody wants to hear the truth about me explaining uh, uh, John Stewart. John Stewart is a washed-up has-been. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody even wants to hear the story about Tucker Carlson. That's the most overrated thing. I The more you watch it, just watch it. Tucker Carlson got bitch-slapped. I mean, they he, oh, he was owned. Nobody wants to hear that. Why? Because that's the truth. And the truth hurts. 
Remember that line I keep saying. Remember that line where they said, "Where would you lay your head?" And did you? And did you? Where you lay your head? Where you lay your head? You lay your head. It was the weirdest. Wasn't that the weirdest phraseology? The where she lays her head. Well, you know what I do when I lay my head. You know what I do? I make sure it uh, has a particular pillow that I use. I think you know what I'm talking about. Well, it is time yet again, my friends, to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you'll get a free gift. No purchase necessary. And yes, I know a free gift. It's a tautology. So sue me. But first, please listen. What are we talking about here? Down comforters, flannel sheets, Giza dream bed sheets, my pillow 2.0 sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it, literally name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. And they're monster sellers, slippers, my slippers. That's right, slip-ons, moccasins. Think about it. What do they do at MyPillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. Here's the link. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, or MyPillow.com slash Saladis or Virgil slash Lionel. Or call 800-645-4965. And watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, promo code Lionel, simply and absolutely the best. Look at this, my friend. Look at this. Tom Carey says, uh, my pillow, best pillows, they aren't lumpy. Nor was Frank Bank, who played Lumpy Rutherford on Leave it to Beaver. By the way, make sure you sign up for that uh, newsletter I've got. Right there. There is the link. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter because it's, it's really critical that you get to this stuff. Let, 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 let me just explain something to you one time. Years ago, I was doing a TV, a, a radio show, and I said, ethnic jokes are funny if they make sense. And immediately, the, and this was, this was in the days where we really weren't politically correct. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, we, we, have, we have jokes. And the jokes involve certain themes that may or may not be true, but they're understood to be true. One group can't drive. One group's cheap. One group's criminal. One group's a bunch of drunks, whatever it is. One group is a bunch of gangsters. One group, you got it? Okay. Now, when I told you that, you probably say, oh, I know who that is. Do you, why, do you think they're cheap or drunks? No, but that's the joke. That's the, that's the, uh, current that's what people believe the truth to be but you're not saying these people are oh no of course not of course not i'm not saying they're drunks but that's the joke i said okay so i went on tv oh on the radio and i use alsatians and if i had to combine them i'd say alsatians and uh inuits or something like that and i told these jokes and you knew exactly what I was saying, but I was saying Alsatian. How many Alsatians is it? I said, now, do you know why it's funny? Because they make sense. Not because it's true about this stereotypical trait, but the fact that these are what people think. Let me explain to you years ago. You ready for this? Years ago. I'm from the South. I'm from Florida. Florida. Not Florida. Florida. 
And there's places in Florida, there's Sop Choppy and Chipley and Thanodosasa and Polk County and Lakeland. You know, you know Grady Judd? He's from Polk County. It's Lakeland. Serious. Remember years ago when all of a sudden you'd be driving and there'd be a commercial, there'd be an ad for menthol cigarettes with black folks in the billboard for menthol cigarettes. Remember that? They don't, I don't know if they have any anymore, but they did when they did cigarettes. What did that tell you? You were in a black neighborhood. Why? Because they put that there. Why? Because the people who made menthol cigarettes knew exactly who this demographic was, and they're not going to waste their money putting it somewhere in, uh, you know, in uh, Greenwich. They're going to put it here. Is that racist? No, it's demographics. They knew exactly what was going on. This is this was, and I would tell people this. They go, "Oh, come on!" I said, "No, no, no! It's true. It's true. Look at it. It's there." Remember malt liquor? I don't know if they've even have this. I do not know if they even have this. And the reason why I did this is one of my many fun jobs was uh, delivering liquor. It's Pat Kelpie, ladies and gentlemen. Pat's a new member. Pat, thank you so much, Pat. And I was doing a liquor store, and I could tell from the order where we were going. This is not racist. It's absolute true. Absolutely true. People don't want to hear this. They feel uncomfortable. It's like, wait a minute, excuse me. Stop it. We were at a place one time, I was with this old driver, it was so funny, I was in college at the time, and I was really, really working out, I mean, I was, I could squat like a minute, I mean, I could, I thought I was strong and really worked out, and he told me, he said, eh, you know, you might not want to be carrying those cases like that, you got to lift with your legs, and okay, we picked these cases up, you know, booze and and I said, okay, all right, this guy looks like he, and he was right, I mean, he could, he could work all day. Because he knew how to do it. So anyway, we're sitting there. And they got to know him. And we're driving. I remember one time we were part of the, I forget where we were in Florida. There was a sign that said, Welcome to Clan Country. I thought, you got to be kidding me. I never even knew this existed. So anyway, we were we stopped at like a 7-Eleven or a, or a, they didn't even have 7-Eleven. It was like a, we would call it a bodega here, but it was just a, a whatever. And he said, come here, I want to show you something. He was like wisdom. Because he'd spent his whole life traveling and he went from bar to bar to bar to bar to bar in every part of Central Florida, you can imagine. Bars, not night, package stores, taverns, bars, black, white, name it. He knew everything. He said, come here, let me show you something. And he, we were in this like 7-Eleven and he looks, he says, you know what this is? Hot ketchup. It was like Heinz, hot ketchup. He says, do you ever see this brand before? I said, No. I didn't even know they made it. He says, this tells you where we are. I said, what is he telling? He said, I'm telling you the truth. I know what I'm talking about. They only put this here because you saw that. We would stop to eat. The, 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 the food was the best part because he knew every place. And Chinese food, he says, never go to a Chinese food restaurant without Chinese people and never go to a barbecue. And barbecue was the greatest. Never go without black folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. These were realities. Why? Because of the market. Because the market never lies. The market never lies. And if you don't think there are cultural... Here's one for you. In... 
I forget what it was. Oh, oh, it was like something. And don't don't quote me on this, but it was like McDonald's or something like that. They went to like Hawaiian Polynesian areas. Everything had to be sweetened up. The drinks had to be sweeter. They had to have more pineapple sauce and more because it's Polynesian. Sweet, very sweet. He goes, this is an absolute must. Have to have this. Why? Because of culture. You can either fight it or not. You can either, you, you, you have to know the rules. And the rules are not brutal. It's realism. I know the rules. I don't care. I live in a world where I believe in this thing called the Constitution. Everybody has to get a fair shot. Equality, not equity. I'm going to treat you the same. When I apply for something or you apply for something, assuming there's nothing we have to appear for, you know, it'd be tough if we're if we're doing a modeling contract and both of us send in a resume. No, you got to see the person or an actor. But assume that's it. We just take the part of this off that says race. We take that off. And maybe our first name, just do an initial. And that's it, period. May the best man win. Whoever's the best, that's it. Doesn't matter. The way we do it in sports. But people don't want to do that. Why? Because it's a thing called DEI. What's that? That's a, that's a supercharged version of affirmative action. What's affirmative action? Affirmative action is reverse racism. Affirmative action is to boost up a bunch of black folks, and I guess women, who for years felt, and neat, and absolutely true, that there was an, there was an um, a, uh, imbalance, there was inequity. So this is a way to fix that. Yeah, but that's unfair. What are you going to do? That's exactly what's happening right now. It's exactly what's happening. Let me also tell you something. Racism works the other way too. And I'll tell you something. And nobody wants to hear this. You know, this Claudine gay, you know why people don't like her? Because she looks weird. People thought she was gay because her name was gay. She's married. got kids. I don't know if that makes any difference. She's got that kind of RuPaul look that, that, that Urkel kind of glasses. She was weird and she was black and they got her on plagiarism. Other people were plagiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were in for the kill. Why? Because she was black and she was DEI and she wasn't worthy of anything and she's a fraud. How do you know that? Because she is. I said, but what about, um, oh, the one from, uh, I forget her name, from Penn and the other one from MIT. Well, whatever. No. Nobody could identify the fact that she was such a perfect target because they, they couldn't stand the way she looked and it was about race and it was, they didn't care about genocide. No, it was her. She was perfect. She was perfect. Oh, my God. And nobody ever, 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 ever said this. Nobody ever wants to talk about race. Nobody ever wants to talk about race. I asked somebody, I said, let me ask you something. When Barack Obama was president, and I voted for him, I did. I thought that was great. It's because we have a black American. Okay, let me ask you something. Do you think any black American would be just as any black American, any black American, no matter how they looked, 
how they sounded, what they looked like. Do you think anybody can just be president? Oh, yeah. I said, no, they can't. No, they can't. Could a fat president? Chris Christie's fat. We hate fat people, even though most people are fat. That would always be a subject. Maybe not as less. Do you think that somebody, for example, the man with a mustache? Do you think John Bolton could be president? No. How about a president who smoked? Nope. President with glasses? Maybe. Okay. What about a woman? Ooh. Ladies, right or wrong? The number one racism in this country is sexism. The number one, number one, glass ceiling. Because men will prefer men even between races. Uh, even even more than gay, uh, homophobic, uh, but glass ceiling, glass ceiling. You will see a gay man. You will see a short man, a fat man, a this man, uh, a single man, anything before you see a woman. Because in our country, it is unwritten. It is not spoken. But the glass ceiling is absolutely the most important. What do you think? What do you think? Especially from women. What do you think? And guess what? And you know who you know who was the most uh, vicious towards women? Other women. Ladies, am I right about that? See, nobody nobody's interested. We want we want to pretend. We want to pretend that everything is, it's not the way it is. And by the way, it's not critical to the point that people are walking around saying it, but you have to understand how things work. You have to understand how things work. Think about it. Let me tell you something. Uh, Asian woman, Hispanic male, you could have, it's funny you say this, uh, Wendy writes this, we could have a list of like the odds of stuff, the odds of, of, this person winning versus this versus it just makes sense. We had we we had a thing years ago. Remember that was there was a there was a, a there was a Broadway play called uh, M Butterfly, right? And it was about um, wasn't it Asians? M Butterfly it was Asian, right? Obviously, it was Madam Butterfly, but it was it was the, the point is it typically has an Asian. Uh, and I said, why does an Asian have to be the actress? He goes, come on. I said, no, I'm serious. Why? They're an actress. Why do you have to be Asian? Remember um, Werner Olin, who played Charlie Chan? He was a Swede. They go, oh, number one son. And then Key Luke was the son. Hey, Pop. He was more American. And it was this really over-the-top Werner Olin. How come he could play an Asian? Well, that was then. What about uh, Iron Eyes Cody? Remember the Indian? He was Sicilian. Wasn't even Native American. Chief J. Strongbow, Joe Scarpa, Italian. And don't even tell me how in Hogan's Heroes, how many of the Germans or Nazis were Jews. Well, that doesn't matter. Excuse me. Tell me the rules. And you know the rules. And sometimes I don't, I can't write them down, but I know them when the rules are broken. And I know when they're broken. You remember recently there was a it was right during right around COVID. Every TV commercial had a biracial family. Remember that? Every single one. Everyone. There was not a white couple, and now it's back to normal. Back to normal. Back to non-specific, 
non-demographically focused, but that is exactly what is true. Remember that? Exactly. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Remember that one? Why? Because it was just over the top. Oh, everything is, everything's got to be biracial. Then they would have sometimes a gay couple. Okay, kissing. All right, fine. And then you'd have a trans, we think, we think because a trans actor or character does not lend itself to specifically being identified as such because you don't know. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. The thing you got to remember about Fannie Willis, it's about race. And race is a sub, I promise you, if you saw a a white Southern, let's say, or a white Bronx, Brooklyn, tough, kind of a real housewives of New Jersey, like a Teresa Judah. Well, she wouldn't be there, but, but some real tough broad named, uh, you know, Carmela Monteleone, you know, whatever it was. I don't know if it would get the same reaction. I don't. Same situation, same facts, same arrogance, boyfriend, uh, father who basically makes up some nonsense story about keeping cash. If you took it exactly and somehow had a variation of the arrogance, I don't think it may, I, I don't think it would be the same. Race, class, gender, sexuality, looks, height, weight, appearance, everything affects everything. That's why, think about this. If we were a blind, if we did not have blind, we would have to, we, we couldn't see anybody. We couldn't immediately look and see whether you were this. We would come up with ways to discriminate based upon sound, pitch, regionalism, affectation. Uh, that's what we would do. Mark my words. Do not expect anybody to discuss this anywhere on conventional TV or anything because of the fact that it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. You were watching, I was watching, and they showed me some clip from MSDNC where somebody said, oh, that Fanny Willis, she is brave. And brave. What are you talking about? She's in, she's, in a, she's an abomination to the legal profession. Oh, no, she's... But why isn't Alina Haba? Why isn't this young, well, younger, white uh, lawyer for Trump, why isn't she considered brave and, well, that, that's, you know, well, why not? What's the difference? Well, there's a lot of difference. It's, it, it's, a compl- it's complete nonsense. Going back to this, Navalny's wife, everybody feels sorry for her. Okay, fine, I understand that. It's her husband. Gonzalo Lira, eh. Assange's wife, eh. Marbuti, the Palestinian. Oh, forget that one. Forget that completely. All right, dear friends, an hour and 11 minutes I've spoken with you. An hour and 11 minutes. Think about this. Let me also thank you, Pat Kelpie, our new member. Thank you for that, Pat. Pat. Okay, now, this is Mrs. L's YouTube channel, Lynn's Warriors. You should see, listen to the incredibly fascinating guess about borders, fentanyl, mental illness. It's the best. 
do this one more time right there. And also follow her on Twitter at Lynn's Warriors. Do it. Lynn's Warriors. L-Y-N-N-S underscore Warriors. Okay? And if you want, I'm at Lionel Media. I'm, I don't want to give you too, too many of these things. All right? And everything that we've said, everything is in the comment section of the videos. Thank you, dear friends. Thank you for focusing. Thank you for thinking. Use your head. It's the more you peel back the layers of the onion, the more you learn. Have a great day, dear folks. See you tonight at 7 p.m. But don't forget the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.